Welcome to a special bonus segment of Keeper Chat, a quick and dirty. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this q and <laughs> is all about a question we received from one of you. Woo. We got a question from Glenn. Thank you for writing in, Glenn. Yay. Asking about, specifically, uh, etiquette conduct at the zoo. Yeah. And I'm just going to, like, brag on Glenn for a second because they, first off, said that they loved our death's head hawk moth episode so thank you yes. we loved it as well we love yes. doing bugs yes. yes uh but second this question is really really good so glenn said you guys have kind of touched on this in the past but what are some things that you should definitely do and not do to make sure your zoo trip is respectful towards staff and animals would it be a bad idea to use flash photography in certain exhibits for instance what problems can arise from people throwing food into exhibits i'm sure you guys probably have a lot more ways um, to kind of talk about this, and any input or stories would be sick with three C's. So thanks, Glenn. I love Glenn. Uh, we're really, yeah, we're really excited to talk about this one, and we kind of jumped on it because we thought it was a really good conversation topic. Yeah. So let's get into it. Flora, what are your thoughts on um, zoo etiquette? I think it's such a good question, and for some reason, I don't know why we didn't think about this before. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. this up. Um, and it's such a, like, huge gripe of, like, keepers, right? That, yes. like, people don't have proper etiquette. So Absolutely. I'm glad we're talking about it. Yes. Um, and I will say, like, when we're working at the zoo, obviously, like, when we have our zoo uniform on, we have to be very respectful to people and very polite. Like, the customer's always right. Like, that shit. But when I visit another zoo, I'm like, hey, get your fucking kid down off the <laughs> thing. You put your finger on that window? Go fuck yourself. Like, I, I'm, like, incognito. Like, I'm just a stranger. I don't work at a zoo. I don't work For at a sure. zoo. For sure. I start screaming and ripping my clothes off, and I'm just like, no! Be respectful! <laughs> yeah, just, yes, like, pretty screaming. much. So even though we have to act professionally, we're, like, filled to the brim with hate on the inside for everyone yes. who does stupid shit. Yes. So I guess, like, Flora, what would you classify as, like, stupid shit? I just think, like, not having respect for the animals you've come to see is like number one in my book and that uh-huh. of course is like an umbrella over all the dumb things people do but just like mm-hmm. taunting them and like throwing shit at them and like just generally being annoying around mm-hmm. them i think it's just like you came to see them and you know they're in like a habitat why are you being a dick i don't get it yeah i don't get it either and i think it's like a reflection like a person is overall like i i know this may sound controversial but if you're the type of person that is just like throwing your trash on the ground and like don't care about cleaning up after yourself you're probably also going to be a dick to animals yeah um, yeah and even if you're not that kind of person even if you just did something that you thought was like innocent enough like throwing food to animals or like trying to get a better look and crawling up somewhere you're still you just, like, don't have a full perspective. And because of that, I immediately see you and hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, those animals are, like, not just my livelihood, but, like, I love and, like, support them. And, like, right. I'm invested in their well-being. And so to see someone do that stuff, even if they think it's innocent or don't realize it's wrong or do realize it's wrong, like, I'm filled with hate. <laughs> well, and I think 100% of the time they realize it's wrong. Sure. Like, anytime yeah, they're there's corrected. Like, everyone has a conscience, right? Yes. Anytime they're corrected, like, they get super defensive, super mm-hmm. shitty, and then the moment they wa- you walk away, you know they do it again. So half the time, yeah. if you do something awful, like, we get on the radio and we're like, dude in the white shirt and the red hat with, like, two girls is mm-hmm. being awful. And then we follow you the rest mm-hmm. of the day. <laughs> Just an yep. FYI. Um, but it's funny, too, because 
as a zookeeper, you start to recognize, like, the faces that people make when they're thinking about doing something that they're not supposed yep. to. Like, yep. they get super shitty. Like, we had people that would feed the giraffe all the time. Um, and it's just, like, they would, like, look around in the brush and, like, be looking for, her, like, a plant they can grab. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. I can see you from a mile away, dude. I can see your mm-hmm. clock, like, your little... What is it? Like your little clock ticking? Is that what it is? Your little gears turning? Your little gears turning? I can see your clock ticking and I'm going to move up that time. (laughs) Welcome to the end of your life. Welcome to the zoo. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, people know it's wrong. You're not supposed to do that. They know that. There's signs that say don't feed the animals, don't taunt the animals, don't molest the animals. Like, come on. Yeah, for sure. And it's not just, like, for their well-being. It's for your safety, too. Mm -hmm. And that's what's frustrating as well is a lot of times – most of what you do, worst case scenario, is just a minor annoyance for the animals, which to us is like a crime punishable How by death. How dare you? Yeah. But at the same time, like it's a minor annoyance to them. So in the grand scheme of things, in their perspective, it's not the absolute worst. But for you, it could be. And like what frustrates us is if someone's being an asshole and just being an idiot and a dick and they're just like doing the stupidest shit and just testing those limits – we still have to prioritize their safety. And so, like, we have to intervene on their behalf a lot of the times. And it's like, I hate you, though. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, like, annoying the shit out of me. And, like, you're being so disrespectful. And I just wish you weren't here. Um, so that's also very frustrating. But well, and just remember, too, that, like, if you're the dickbag who's, like, walking around throwing food at animals... You're just one guy, but the zoo's open for eight hours. What if there's ten more of you? So now the animal has had to go through that ten times that day. And yeah, it's like and the keepers, the, too. The culmination of that. So I guess let's just, like, okay, so, like, you go to the zoo, you get a map, and you walk around. I'd say stay on the path. Never go across a barrier. They're there for a reason. Like, not only for you... Or not only for the animals, but for you, so you don't die or get in trouble or whatever. Some of these and, animals, like even if there's no like perceived risk, like stay where you're supposed to be. Yes, yeah, some of these animals are like federally protected, dude. We can like sue you. <laughs> you can go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I think questions are always welcome if you see a zookeeper, but be polite about it. Like even if you think the zoo is super shitty. Don't go up to someone and be like, why is the zoo sad? Like, why does the animal look sad? Like, why don't you just, like, phrase it like, hey, like, I was kind of wondering, is this, like, typical for this zoo? For the, or, like, is it typical for this animal to be pacing like this? Or is it typical for this animal to have, like, a super sad orangutan face? And then if mm-hmm. you come at it in, like, a positive way, the keeper is way more likely to sit and, like, talk to you for, like, 20 minutes. And you might get yeah. super, like, cool insider information or, like, funny anecdotes with the animals and stuff. But if you come at it, like, super aggressive and super mean, they're just going to be like, well, you're wrong. And, like, walk away. Because that's what I do. Like, I'm like, I don't even want to mm-hmm. have this talk with you. Like, I can tell you're someone who's not open to having a discussion. So I'm just going to, mm-hmm. like, say one line to say that I tried and then walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think on top of that, too, like, yeah, crossing barriers is, like, a huge no-no for me, whether it's, yes. like, physical barriers or, like, directly doing what you have been told not to do just pisses me off to no end. Um, like, tapping on the glass is another mm-hmm. big one mm-hmm. that just infuriates me. Yes. Um, people trying to get the attention of animals as Ooh, well can be yes. extremely infuriating because to them, 
Like, they are, they have become so accustomed to tuning out all of the things that people do to try to get their attention that they're just kind of, like, are able to tune it out. But you, it's still annoying to them. Like, mm-hmm. it's still annoying to have someone come up to a tiger exhibit every single time and, like, meow at the tiger and, like, whistle and clap yeah. and do all this stuff to try to get its attention. Like, yeah. yeah, the tiger may have learned to tune it out, but it's still annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. And I think it's way more likely for you to get, like, an amazing animal experience if you just take a second at each exhibit than it is mm-hmm. to be like, oh, it's sleeping and move on. Or, like, if, mm-hmm. even if you do do that, like, check again later. Like, there's so many times where I see someone just be like, oh, it's an animal, and then they walk away. Like, I think I read, mm-hmm. like, a million years ago, the average time someone spends, like, seven or 12 seconds or something at an exhibit. Like, that is ridiculous. You're not there long enough to see anything cool happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're looking at a very minute snapshot of their entire day. If someone right. were to look at your entire day, more than likely they'd find you, like, sleeping in your bed and be mm-hmm. like, oh, boring. Yeah. Or just, like, picking your butt or doing whatever you do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think people, like, go to a habitat with the um, expectation of seeing something amazing. Like, they expect to see, like, a lion jumping and, like, running. Or, like, they expect to see, like, a gorilla, like, beating its chest. Or they expect to see a bird, like, picking at, like, food and, like, flying around. Like, and those animals do those things, but they're a tiny part of their day. Yes. And so, like Flora said, like, you're more likely to have a really memorable experience and connection with that animal if you actually take the time to sit and observe them. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, coming to a habitat with that expectation means you're more likely to try to get that animal's attention or get that animal to do something that's quote-unquote interesting. Um And in doing so, you are, like, molesting them. Like, you're just yes. annoying the shit out of them and... The, and, like, say it works and say the, the animal looks at you or, like, does whatever, that person immediately just, like, is like, wow, and then walks away. Like, were, was yeah. it worth it to you? Right. Is that why you came to the zoo was to be able to see that? Yeah. Because if what well, you would, like, if that was your goal, that's kind of sad. Yeah. And, like, that's not really the purpose. That's not the purpose at all of why those animals are there. So I think they deserve the amount of respect that you can give as well. If you're there, be there, be present. Try to learn about them. Yes. That's why they're there. And we're not saying that you can't, like, interact with an animal. Like, you've seen videos online of, like, like a pregnant woman, like, showing her belly to, like, an orangutan or, like, showing a gorilla, yeah. like, your cell phone and, like, like going through photos and stuff. Like, that's totally fine. Like, they can see through the glass just as well as you can see through it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, like, some of that is, like, well, all of it is enriching for the animal if you're doing it in a respectful mm-hmm. way. You're not, like, waving ice cream in their face and, like, taunting them and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. you know, sometimes when penguins are swimming underwater, you put your finger on the glass and they might follow your finger. Like, I don't think any of that is, like, has any sort of, like, negative to it necessarily. Um, Agreed. But it's when you're, like, crossing the line. Yeah. Yeah, it's the difference between doing something like that and pounding your fists on the glass yes. trying to get that penguin to come like over. Like, yelling and, like, instigating and, like, working up animals. Yeah. yeah. There's totally a difference, for sure. It's infuriating, for sure. Yes. Um, one thing I know Glenn specifically asked was about, like, using flash photography in certain areas, mm. and I think that's a really good insight, and I think that's something a lot of people don't think about. Yeah. I know a lot of zoos now have signs up, but again, like, this all comes down to, like, are you going to be a respectful visitor and heed the sign or are you going to just do what you want to do yeah but they have them a lot especially for like nocturnal animals yes like asking for no flash photography or lights of any kind because if you think about it those guys like it physically hurts them to see like sudden bright lights and so when you're doing that you're actually physically abusing them so (laughs) don't do it like like the signs are there so that you know how to like respectfully and responsibly interact with them yeah 
And no one's trying to keep you from having, like, an amazing experience, but they're trying to make sure that it's in the best interest of everyone involved. Yeah. And I just think, like, just think about your eyes. If you're in a dark room and you got, like, a flashlight, like, it's bright and it, like, you know, your eyes have to adjust and stuff. So if you're mm-hmm. outside and it's super bright light, I don't know why you have your flash on anyway, but it's probably <laughs> not a big deal. But if it's mm-hmm. a darkened area at all, um, the flash probably is not a good idea. And just in terms of photography, your photo is going to be better if you can just change your, like, aperture and not use flash. Because mm-hmm. you're going to get, like, eye flashes from animals' eyes and everything's mm-hmm. going to be, like super washed out like it's just not even Mm -hmm. a good photo anyway so just don't even bother just try something else but yeah I think that's another thing to kind of keep in mind that like a lot of people I guess just don't they just don't even think about it at all but it's the same I mean they go to plays right you go to a concert and someone's like flashing the artist in the face like people just don't even pay attention to anything yeah I think another like specific example too where flash photography I think a lot of time is prefaced as like people are asked not to use it but not all the times is in like up close animal encounters or like in training presentations and if you think about it like flora said it's incredibly distracting and like disorienting if that animal is like focused on its keeper or even like the keeper sometimes if they get like a notice of a flash like they lose focus for a second and that can make all the difference to that person like experience Mm -hmm. and so we, I know a lot of times when we're doing training presentations and stuff, we'll ask people not to use flash photography. They still do, of course, and, like, most of the time it's not an issue, but we're looking for that, like, one time where it is, and the animal, like, is suddenly blinded, and they freak out, and it, like, ruins the whole experience for everyone. Um, I'm sorry, while you were talking, my cat just attacked me, and I just had to, like, throw him across the room. <laughs> Wonderful. Ow. <laughs> In a very respectful way, though, right? Yes. Owie. I don't know why he did that. No, I think you're right, though. And most of the time, like, some of those encounters, they have, like, a professional photographer who's going to take, like, an awesome photo anyway. Yeah. Um, so just, like, rely on them. Save a couple bucks and buy their, like, really nice photo, and then you're, you'll be set. And and my thing is, too, like, is you taking, like, a crappy flash washed out photo of an instance of a encounter that isn't even set up for that photo to look the best that it possibly can be Mm. is that going to be more important to you than actually experiencing that encounter in person right because if so like maybe kind of consider what your priorities are a little bit like you're seeing this amazing once in a lifetime opportunity try to enjoy it if you can Mm -hmm. and and just realize that like i think it all comes down to again like humans processing processing the world in a very like self-centered way like we feel we can only truly appreciate things if we can like take something from that moment whether it's like feeding an animal touching an animal like taking a picture even though we're told not to crossing a barrier even though we're told not to and i think like we have to change our thinking in order to be respectful and realize that it's not about us in this situation and our experience is probably going to even out to be around the same if not better if we follow the rules that are in place yeah I've, like, been trying really hard to, like, get in that mentality lately, too. Like, especially with concerts, especially going to see Jack White, where he doesn't allow you to have your phone. Um, mm-hmm. And he has, like, a whole song about you. It's so stupid that we're always looking at our phones, which is, yes, whatever. He's a total Luddite. But anyways, I love him. Um, but, yeah, just, like, getting into that, like, mentality of, like, living in the moment. And then also, like, especially with concerts, like, the video you're taking sucks. So I usually take, yeah, like, for sure. one photo of me, like, right before I go in. And then I'll be like, yeah, I remember I went to that concert and it was awesome. But then, like, holding up your phone the whole time... And then when do you even look at it again, you know? Like, like yeah, in a zoo. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, I have so many pictures, like, from when I was little, like, going to zoos. Why? I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, like I couldn't... I look at a picture that I have, like, from a fucking, like, snap... Whatever those stupid little cameras. What are those little cameras? Like, a little wind-up wind camera? 
What are those called? Oh, yeah. Like, a like little the disposable, disposable ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, of exhibits. And number one, I have no idea what zoo they're at. Like, what city it's in. And it's, it's just, like, like, the a back of a sleeping animal. Leopard. Yeah, like, why did I take that? So, yeah, I think that's just, like, a whole nother can of worms. Um, mm-hmm. Glenn also said, you know, what problems can arise from people throwing their grody food at exhibits? Um, mm-hmm. I think that's another big thing. And That's kinda, a huge one. Yeah, it kind of ties into what I said earlier. Like, if you throw popcorn once, but there's 20 people at the zoo who do that today now that animal has like 20 pounds of popcorn like in its body yeah and that popcorn is like covered in tons of butter and salt and stuff that that animal's body is not physically able to process no and so you're again actually abusing it (laughs) and you have no idea like what medical condition that animal has what if they have diabetes some of these great apes get fucking diabetes dude you're like throwing cotton candy at it and stuff like it could really Mm -hmm. hurt an animal um whenever we do medical exams like we fast an animal if you're feeding it it could make it sick after it's coming out of like anesthesia and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so there's just some animals are allergic to food too they like yeah even though like maybe their species can have it i know like in primates sometimes they're they're allergic to certain things like humans are like certain types of right. berries and nuts they, and yep, stuff they can't have like strawberries and like some of those like weird yeah citrusy things yeah but. so you have no idea like maybe that animal has a heart condition where you're adding saturated fat to its diet where it wouldn't normally be right maybe it you're giving it something that its body can't physically process and it makes them very sick maybe a lot of times with hoofstock i see this all the time and i like screamed at a woman once who was feeding one of my giraffe um maybe you're giving them brows that's poisonous yeah <laughs> Like, and you just found it nearby and you you thought it would be fun to feed it because you saw the animal eating other green stuff and you thought all green stuff was the same and you wanted to have that moment, that experience. And instead you're feeding it something toxic, which is going to cause it to have like a horrible, long, painful death. And then you leave that situation just thinking you had this awesome experience, but then the keepers at the end of the day are like, what's wrong with my animal? Why is it like vomiting? Why does it have diarrhea? Why does it have explosive diarrhea? Why did it suddenly die? Like, what's going on? And I think... With food, too, it can be tricky because it's not just, like, the physical nature of consuming it, but a lot of times the act of throwing in food, particularly in the habitat of a social species, can cause fights and aggression. I see this all the time with, like, primates I work with. People throw in food, and then it may be near one animal that's not necessarily dominant, and so they try to eat it, and the dominant one thinks it's entitled to it, and it causes a huge fight in the group, and injuries arise, and it can all be prevented. Just because a person thought it would be fun to, like, chuck something in their yeah. habitat. And, and I, a lot of times, too, I'm just on my soapbox here. No, go, but a go. lot of times, too, like, when you throw in food that you have direct contact with, you're introducing human disease to that yes. animal's otherwise clean area. Your tuberculosis. <laughs> I watched someone literally, yeah, take a bite of an apple and chuck it into orangutan habitat. And I was furious. Like, we do so much to protect our animals from anything that can harm them and considering the fact that most of them are like threatened or endangered in some aspect you're like literally going out of your way to introduce bodily harm to them and that like is infuriating yes we worked at a zoo where a little child came in with tuberculosis and like threw popcorn at the monkeys and they all died of tuberculosis and then the tuberculosis got into the soil so then they could no longer have any animals in that exhibit because it like lives in the soil forever yeah it was a lot of fun thanks no, but I think uh, one of the things, too, that I just wanted to say was, like, whenever you, like, catch somebody, they're like, well, they like it. Yeah, motherfucker. And dogs like chocolate. Yep. And you like cigarettes and alcohol. Yep. It doesn't mean it's good for them just because they like it. I hate hearing that excuse. Like, I'm sure people love heroin, dude, but it's not fucking good for you. Those are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Like, 
some dogs, for example, get so excited when you're giving them treats that, like, you could give them a rock and they would eat it, thinking it's a treat. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you wouldn't do that because it's abuse. But, like, this is the exact same thing. Of course they're going to eat it. Yeah. And people are always like, well, they look hungry. Okay. Uh, that You're entitled to your opinion. But I'm telling you, if you had taken the time to actually, like, trust that these animals live at the zoo and are under care of, like, some of the best professionals in the entire world that they probably know what's best for them. And they yeah. have an entire nutritionist staff yeah. on hand to, like, look after that animal's needs and make sure they're getting enough food and make sure that they're in a proper weight range. Because, yes, maybe that's something, too. Maybe, like, constant introduction of food from the public. And we've had this. We've had to modify, like, fence lines and stuff because people kept throwing food into one habitat. And it caused that animal to gain more weight than they were supposed to. And because of that, they developed um, different diseases. Yeah. Due to the weight gain, because they were above what their rate, weight uh, range should be. And that was so frustrating because it was something entirely in that moment out of our control. And we kept having people stand out there, discouraging people from do it and from doing it and like introducing new fence lines and introducing new signs. And people still were throwing food and we're like, you are killing this animal that we are doing our best to look after. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, people tossing like coins and stuff in exhibits were like, Oh, Bird, yeah. We, like, birds that are, like, prone to eating fish, like, are really attracted to shiny things because fish shine in the water. So, like, eating sand and eating – or eating sand, sorry. Eating, like, <laughs> coins and shiny shit, like, they can just completely suffocate and die from that. Mm-hmm. And, like, throwing your plastics in and stuff and all your trash. And, yeah, someone – the other day, we literally had this last week. Someone threw a penny in one of our lemur habitats and they ate it. Great. Yeah, so all of us are like, okay, now we have a penny inside one of our lemurs. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Okay, yes. Okay, I found it. Zoo. Okay, so Virginia Zoo in Norfolk, um, they had Nyla, their only hippopotamus, died from a bowel obstruction. Oh, my God. Died from a bowel obstruction caused by a two-inch rubber racquetball she had swallowed that was dropped in her pen by a zoo visitor. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So she was like 31 years old and they knew that there was something wrong and she had, then they didn't know until her like necropsy and then there was a ball in her intestine. So someone Great. killed a hippo. Yeah. Be- just because they were like careless. Yes. Um, and didn't go into that situation in a respectful yeah. way. Okay. So I want to talk about like good ways to be good. I would say yeah. one is being like being vigilant. If you see someone pounding on glass or if you see someone throwing stuff in, like not only do I like if you don't feel comfortable approaching them, I mean I would say first and foremost like hey, say knock it off, but if you don't feel comfortable, find like the nearest zookeeper or any kind of zoo staff. We all have radios and they can contact someone. If you happen to accidentally drop your sunglasses in exhibit, please tell someone. Um, mm-hmm. It's way more helpful, and like we can judge whether or not it's an immediate thing that we have to get out of the exhibit, or if it can wait till later, um, than you. So we would rather like knowing first and foremost, like if you're dropping a water bottle in there or something like that, to kind of let people know that as well. Mm-hmm. And I think along those lines too. Like yeah, it's annoying on our end, but we're much more likely to be like chill and fine with it if someone comes up and tells us right away because like accidents happen and we totally understand like we drop shit all the time we're not better than anyone else no but if you try to like cover it up or like tell us like eight hours later we're gonna be like hey what the hell because in that moment like what's most important is what's going on in that habitat Mm -hmm. and if we don't know we can't do anything about it so if you come up to me and say like oh i'm really sorry i dropped my cell phone in the red panda habitat or something i'm gonna be like okay like, thank you for letting me know. We'll get it back to you as soon as we can. Exactly. And then, like, that's it. And I, I leave that encounter having a much 
better appreciation for that person and like their integrity and I'm like you know that was a really like class act thing to do they could have said nothing but yeah they obviously saw the importance of letting us know yeah and I don't think like if you like drop your cell phone in and you come up to me and tell me then I'm you know I'm probably gonna think the best of you too I'm not gonna think you were just like dicking around and chucked it at the no, animal no no <laughs> probably gonna be like oh it was an innocent mistake I mean it's obviously better to just keep everything on one side but it's just so natural to like rest your hands on something mm-hmm. and like take a picture or like rest your hands with your sunglasses in your hand like we totally get it like no one's gonna yell at you you're not gonna get in trouble definitely mm-hmm. um, no not at but all but if you see someone do it and you don't think they tell like it'd be really helpful for you to come up and like tell the next person you see too so that they can get it back to the keepers but yeah i just think you know engaging with zookeepers is something that's um it's like fun for us sometimes when we like get to talk to somebody who's like really passionate and like really asks like really interesting questions like we get yeah for sure like uh we feel good about it too because that's part of our job is educating you guys so if you have like interesting questions or you just don't understand something or you want more information about the zoo or why we do this and all that stuff like definitely feel free to ask like we're probably always busy so yeah you're gonna interrupt what we're doing but that's part of our job is like fitting um visitor interactions into our day so um, especially if you show up to our like our presentations and keeper talks oh, for sure yeah like that's that's not just like a ploy to get people in different parts of the zoo like that's literally when we're free and like when we are coming out to talk to you so mm-hmm. if you have a question or you want to learn something come to those we love seeing people like nothing's worse than when you go out there and there's no one standing there and you're like okay well i guess i'll stand here for 15 minutes in case anyone comes by and like you know because like we have a lot to do but like we obviously make time and for things that are important and that's important so if you want to learn stuff come to those that's we like love talking to people about that stuff yeah, always check, like, the map when you come in. Sometimes there's an insert that has, like, daily activities or maybe they have a board up front that kind of has mm-hmm. these free interactions, like the free keeper chats and, like, otter feeds and whatever else, like, gorilla talks. Like, go to those. Those are super interesting. And you're going to be seeing the animal interact with the keeper. They're going to get up and move around because they see their zookeeper. So yeah, it's the best time to, like, see them do something yes, cool. Yes, exactly. Um, and even some of the small interactions that only are, like, a couple bucks, like, if you're interested in animals and getting up close and getting like a little bit more insight into them like i think those are well worth it if you can afford it yeah and they give you the opportunity to like get like scratch that itch you know like there are a lot of places that do like giraffe feeds and stuff for a couple dollars and you get to go up and instead of like feeding that giraffe something that's like toxic that you found on the ground like sneakily like you are actually giving them something that's good for them you're doing it in a way that's good for them that's like positive for them and you're there to like learn more about them someone's always standing there to like teach you stuff so it's like a win-win all around yeah and the money either goes to conservation to help animals in the wild or to the zoo and helping the animals that you're there to see like yeah can't fucking beat that man i think along those same lines too like seek out appropriate opportunities to do what you want to do like if you came to the zoo and you're like man i just really like want to see like some birds fly around or like i really would love to be able to like touch an animal and you like can't get that out of your head look to see if your zoo has opportunities to do that maybe you have like a parakeet aviary where you can like feed parakeets from a like bird seed or something or like maybe you have a petting zoo where you can like hang out with some goats and sheep and stuff and like touch them and maybe you can like look up a bird show like a free flight Mm -hmm. bird show or something and like see that like seek out those opportunities 
because they exist. Like, they exist because we know people want to see that and we know people, like, love those types of things. And so we want to give them those opportunities, but we want to do it in a way that's, like, good for all the animals involved, too. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a much better interaction for both you, the keepers, and the animals if you're petting a goat than if you're, like, crossing a barrier to pet a tiger and get your arm ripped off. Yeah. Like, we're going to be pissed then because we're like, we gave you the option of doing something cool. <laughs> and instead you decided to get your arm ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Which just, like, pisses me off. Um, <laughs> but I think a big one, too, it, like, ties in line with everything else, but it's just follow the rules. The rules are there for a reason. Yeah. Don't cross boundaries when you shouldn't. Stay on the path and enjoy your day. There are a lot of cool stuff that's built into the day that we want you guys to like enjoy. And our whole, our whole reason is to that like we have you there is so that you can form a lasting connection with the animals and you have a good time there. And so everything that we do on the public side is like for that reason. So seek out those opportunities. Like don't just get pissed because you walked by a habitat and the animal was sleeping or you couldn't see it. And then you spent the whole day just, like, wandering around being like, well, this sucks. I didn't see anything. I, right. You know, whatever. Like, talk to someone. Seek yeah. something out. Seek new opportunities out. Yeah. And if you see a zookeeper, okay, one of my pet peeves, if you see a zookeeper, don't just, like, stalk them. Like, if you say, like, hey, excuse me, are you going to do anything? Like, are you going to feed an animal soon? Or is there something I should see in the next, like, hour or something? Don't just, like, creepily follow me around and be like, she has food when I have, like, a bucket of shit. <laughs> Yeah, or I have, I'm, like, carrying a bottle of Windex. Oh! Like, no. Also, we're human beings, so don't, like, yell at us. Like, say, like, excuse me. Don't be like, hey! Hey! Like, I'm just, like, a human. You can talk to me normal. Yeah, seriously. Like, maybe I'm tired, and maybe I was staying up late watching The Haunting of Hill House, and I'm at work now, like, scared out of my mind, because I've been watching a show about ghosts. And so when you shout at me from across the zoo, I'm probably going to poop my pants a little bit. And be like, oh my god! spooky um so i just want to say like some couple like pro tips is one early in the morning when it's cooler animals are going to be more active totally and that's the time most of them are shifted out onto their habitat anyway so that's your best time to see them like foraging and moving around and stuff don't come to the zoo like midday like one o'clock hottest part of the day and expect anyone to be doing anything i don't even know why you're there it's 100 degrees yeah also you're going to be miserable too you're going to be walking around being like it's so hot like you can't control that yeah um, two, I would say, like, if you walk by an exhibit and it's an animal that you really want to see and they're not out, like, circle them on the map and come back later. Like, yeah. try again more than once. Like, just because they're not there in the 10 seconds that you're there, like, those animals aren't there to serve you. I'm sorry. They're doing no, their, their own needs thing. are coming first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think it all just comes down to, like, being respectful and, like, keeping in mind everyone's needs, including the animals. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was a good question that Glenn brought up. We're really glad that it was brought up. Yeah. We hope that some of these tips will help you, and we hope that they'll, like, encourage you to speak out if you see some not-so-desirable things happening. Yes. Um, whether that be confronting them yourself or finding someone who can do something about it. Anyways, this was a great question, and we really appreciated you sending it in. So thanks so much, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. We love you. That's the end of this episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in this quick and dirty. Uh, we will kind of be getting these whenever we get questions that are sent in. So if you have a question you would like answered, please feel free to email us at keeperchat at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on any of our other social media. We're available there as well. I hope you like this. Consider listening to all of our other episodes. And if you really like our show and you want to support us, please consider being a Patreon. You can sign up at patreon.com slash keeperchat. You'll get extra bonus episodes and bonus interactions with us, which Woo. is great all around. All right, that's it. Until next time, stay grimy. Bye. Be good at this. Bye. We love you. Bye. We love you.